Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. This is John Breeden, your chief lounge lizard, and your host for this episode of GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. This week, we're going to be talking about how you voted and chose the best games of the year. And what a year it was. Good job, people. You know, sometimes uh, we uh, we talk about because we are different than pretty much any other publication. We're kind of like the People's Choice Awards. Um, and, and whereas we let the, the readers, uh, anybody who subscribes to our newsletter, free newsletter, uh, can, can vote. They become sort of the academy. And, uh, and they vote for, they do the nominations, and then they do the voting. And all we really do is count. I mean, each one of our editors, I'm sure, also voted. But, I don't know, some, sometimes... Uh, joining me is Todd and Marie, uh, two editors who uh, are, look at a lot of games on different platforms. And, and Todd, you especially, some years, I know you're, you're like grumble, grumble, grumble. <laughs> how did how did they pick that over over this? Um, well, and mainly this year, I mean, they've been pretty much on the money. There's one that um, kind of kind of surprised me, and I'll get to get that in detail. But most of them came out pretty accurate. It was kind of like it was kind of like uh, I think Shella said it best when she saw who the who the winners were. She was like, "Well, it's it's kind of like the Oscars this year. There weren't really a lot of surprises, mm-hmm. you know. It's like the the ones that you thought were going to win pretty much won. Um, and it's surprising when we throw the doors open to to let the the readers pick. One, once in a while, they'll pick some weird stuff, but a lot of times, you know, they're, they're going to pick the the best games. Um, so um, and that's what I think they did this year. So. Uh, we had uh, just about 100,000 people cast ballots this year, um, and thankfully uh, the system's all automated, so I didn't actually have to count them. <laughs> but uh, but uh, we did pretty well. Um, and uh, let's look at the uh, the winners. Uh, the winners are up now, so uh, if anybody wants to see them all, uh, you can just go to uh, GameIndustry.com, and right there on the top left is a little button that says Winners, and you click on that, and you can be a winner and see the winners. Uh, so uh, looking at the uh, looking at the list, uh, we had um, for best adventure game we had Assassin's Creed Revelations. Um, Marie, Todd, any any surprises there? Or do you think that one probably deserved to be there? That one, that that series has won a couple times in that category. Yeah, I don't think it was surprising that our readers picked that. I but there were a lot of really great adventure games out this year, so I think it had some some good competition. But because the Assassin's Creed Games have won in the past. It doesn't surprise me that our our readers are loyal to that game and and chose it. Yeah, the the other nominees are of course Batman, uh, Dead Island, uh, uh, Pirates of Black Cove, and Portal Two. Um, all all deserve to be there. But like I say, the Assassin's Creed series has won that particular category pretty much every game. So you know it kind of made sense. Um, and then for Family Game, we had Wildlife Park Tycoon. And here another one. This is sort of a secret dynasty that people don't see. But that was uh, that's a Viva Media title. And I'm looking back, Viva Media has won with different games now. But Viva, Viva Media has won the best family game for like four years in a row or something like well, that. Well, they produce great games, and they're great for, you know, people of all ages. And I think, you know, that's why they keep winning that category. 
Yeah, it, but it's it's neat to see. I mean, that's kind of there's 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 a monopoly where like like a, a Call of Duty series keeps coming out and keeps winning, and then there's Viva who has sort of a different kind of monopoly where they keep coming out with all these different games, but they're really good family games and they keep winning. Well, you know, so. I think they just have really touched on the this is what makes a great family game, and they know how to produce them. They don't have to be you know a string of in the series. They just they know how to produce a good family game, and that's great for parents. Yeah, the uh, the Wildlife Park Tycoon game, which won this year, was really cool. I mean, uh, you know, they they seem to know how to do simulations, and it had, you, know, you could build your fantasy zoo and let the penguins take over it and <laughs> stuff like that. It was just it was just a lot of fun, but there was also a lot of learning involved. There was, you know, you have to make money because you have to feed the animals and stuff like that. So it's kind of like it's kind of like the Fat Albert show. You know, it's like if you're not careful, you might just learn something by the time you're done. <laughs> <laughs> Just be careful with that. Uh, best online game was Star Wars: uh, The Old Republic. Um, Man, no surprises there. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I have been playing that. I I have pulled myself out of Lord of the Rings Online, and I've told my guild that I'm now going to try Star Wars for a while. And man, is it an awesome! Awesome game. I'm playing a bounty hunter, and I'm I'm telling you, just shooting missiles into a crowd of people and watching them fly like 300 feet back is really awesome. And it's really awesome that um you can. I'm playing a bad guy uh, or bad girl actually, and uh, it's really cool that you can like, you know, you make a deal with somebody like, okay, if you give me all your money, I won't shoot you and take you in. And so they give you all your money, and then you have the option of saying, sorry, sucker, you're too trusting, and you shoot him anyway. <laughs> nice. So yeah, I'm actually kind of glad it's not available for Mac yet because I'm just like, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's really good. I don't know, Todd, if you would be tempted because I know you don't like MMOs, but I will say that it is it is exactly like playing Knights of the Old Republic, um, the single player game. It does not feel like an MMO to me at all. Although I will say, Age of Conan was also a great game. Have you guys played that? Yes, that's also yes, only the- on the PC, but um, a friend of mine has it, and that is an awesome game. That is an awesome game. Yeah, that was the that was the number two um, choice uh, in that particular category. Um, the other nominees were Earthrise, which didn't do very well, uh, Nuclear Dawn, which is unique, but it's almost like too unique, and and then Stronghold Kingdoms, which kind of had a, um, a a falling out with their fans. Uh, so yeah, that always hurts of- you. <laughs> But yeah. Age of Conan really is a beautiful game, and it's really put together well. And if you think about it, I mean, Star Wars The Old Republic, that has Bioware behind it. I mean, that's big money. It's got Lucasfilm money behind it. Whereas, you know, Age of Conan, that's that's them on their own, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Funcom has, Funcom has done a lot. They're sort of like the stealthy MMO designer. They're coming out with... A game this year, the um, the hidden oh man, what is it? The hidden empire thing. Oh where, yeah, um, um, what's that called? Then that, that looks like secret, that looks uh, like secret world. Secret world, I think, is what it's called. That also looks really good. Yeah, that that's that'll be that'll be neat. But I liked Conan. Conan was neat. Conan had a really good tutorial um, that I found pretty fun. And of course, you get to lop off people's heads, which is always that's nice. always good. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, it's good. Uh, puzzle game, sort of a little bit of a surprise. It was Portal 2. Um, our readers. No, that's not a surprise at all. Well, okay, okay, let me rephrase it. Yes, Portal 2 is an awesome game. It was surprising to me that, that the readers would nominate it in the puzzle category. Technically, but, the game is a puzzle. Yeah, but, but you it know, is it's, I've heard it described puzzle. as a first-person puzzle game, and I think that's a good description. 
<laughs> That's true. I mean, it is, it is one of the best. I mean, I mean, you know, the, you know, the history behind the Portal series is that it came out with the orange box, the original Portal, as sort of like an add-on thing. And they were like, oh, you know, we'll just throw this in. It'll be a little bit extra. It's like the DVD extras, you know, and everyone just loved it. And so now it's like its own franchise. Well, actually, in between, you also had um, an Xbox Live arcade version called Portal Still Alive. Right. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right, and and they did they did put a lot into it. There are a lot of great voice acting mm-hmm. in the games. Some famous people that that show up and and do hilarious voice yeah. acting and and stuff. So yeah, it's 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 a good game, and it deserves to be there. And it's probably the only game that I've seen where two people can play together and are, both are required to like solve the puzzle. Like you have to tell your guy, okay, you hold that button down <laughs> while I jump through this portal, and that's like the only way to solve the level. Right, that's so cool. Yeah, it it is neat. And funny thing is, Greg, when he was reviewing it, he didn't know that you could use voice chat to talk to the people mm. who were playing the game. So he was doing the whole thing with gestures. He was just like his robot would point, and the other guy would walk over there and. <laughs> that's uh, he did cool. this for like, yeah, he did this for like days, and we were like, "Wow, that's really cool." And then, and then he hooked up when there was some kid who was like maybe five who he was playing with, and the little kid was like jumping in the portals and screaming, "Wee!" <laughs> And he's like, oh, my God, there's voice. And then he was like, oh, my God, there's voice. That's hilarious. (laughs) Well, you know, Portal has also spawned a ton of, like, cool aftermarket stuff, like Mm -hmm. stickers and signs and all kinds of crazy stuff. If you go to the Gin Lounge uh, Pinterest page, you can see a lot of fun stuff that Portal has spawned. Oh, cool. And uh – how do you get to that pin interest page? It's um if you go to uh www.pininterest.com forward slash gin lounge. Okay. Well definitely check that out. That's really awesome. Um yeah, I like <laughs> I mean there's so many things you can do. I mean Greg in his headline it was it was orange and blue make awesome, you know, like the little bag commercial cuz the one robot's orange and the other one's right. blue. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, best rhythm music game. This is one that I was so happy. I mean, I guess I shouldn't shouldn't say this, but I was so happy it wasn't a dance game this year. <laughs> it was it was Rocksmith, and and that is the game that uses the real guitar. So people like John Mayer can stop criticizing the game industry for having no soul. And <laughs> uh, what did you guys think about Rocksmith? Was that was I that, thought that was, was a really that... cool idea that you could use it with a real guitar. I thought that was great. Okay. I'm, I'm not cool. actually talented enough to use a real guitar, mind you. <laughs> oh, I'm not either. Well, my wife, who is a musician and who is fabulously talented and can play a guitar better than anybody I know, had a little bit of trouble playing that game. It's it's not easy at first. I'm telling you, it's it it'll it'll. But it senses your level. So if like someone like me picked it up, it would very quickly sense that I'm an idiot and, and dumb the game down. But even even at her level, it said, "Okay, you're really good. Now try this." <laughs> it, it really does challenge you at at any level. I mean, so that's pretty. That cool, is cool. I think. Um, so best RPG was, uh, Skyrim. Um, I'm going to skip that category for right now because, uh, because Elder Scrolls, uh, Skyrim won like six categories and we need to talk about how it was the most winning game of all time and whether it deserved it. But, uh, so we'll skip that for right now. The best shooter was Call of Duty Modern Warfare mm. 3. I don't think that was a surprise to anyone. Except for the Battlefield fanboys. Uh, yeah, the Battlefield people were probably probably a little upset. Um, you know, Battlefield did at least get the nomination, but and I don't know why this is, but the people that read Gin, we just seem to have 
more Call of Duty mm. players than Battlefield players. It's good to see because everywhere I go, everybody's like, oh, Battlefield's better. Well, I mean, they're kind of different. I mean, Call of Duty is kind of like being in a movie, yeah, it, and Battlefield is like almost like a simulation. Say, you know? I hate to use the term, but I always considered Call of Duty the Michael Bay of shooters. Exactly. Yeah, it's like it's like Transformers. It's like it's kind of cool, worthless fun. <laughs> so, but fun, and that's why people people. Well, at least they, um, they're not making the ultranationalists an alien race. I won't go into <laughs> detail on that. You'll probably know what I'm talking about. Is plans oh. for the new TMNT movie? Oh, okay. I thought you were busting on Homefront again or no, something. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm busting on Michael Bay. <laughs> Um, Best Simulation was Train Simulator 2012. Um, I think they won last year, Marie. Yeah, right? they the... they um they make a good game. Um, yeah, it's uh it's pretty cool. Um, the neat thing about that category for me was that uh I I can almost certainly say that flight simulators have been replaced in terms of popularity by train simulators. People seem to like the train simulators better. It's certainly easier to drive a train than it is to fly an airplane. Well, but it's also, uh, in some ways, uh, I think more complicated because with the flight simulators, it's really all about just controlling the the aircraft in the air. Whereas train right. simulating is, there's a lot more to that. You know what I mean? Like the, it's this more complicated, like track and where you put it and the countryside and like I don't know. It just seems more complicated to me than well, some, some of, the, of the some of the well, I was just saying some of the old trains, like the the steam engines and stuff, are ridiculously complicated. And if you do it wrong, your engine explodes. So. Right, it kills all your passengers <laughs> and you and yeah. Well, it would certainly kill you. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> your engine explodes. I think it's gonna kill. It's gonna take out a few passengers too. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Um, but that was a fun game, and they they added scenery and rain and stuff this year and snow. And you know, I I like driving the I like driving the commuter train that just kind of has a forward and reverse button and just like sitting back and looking out the window. That was what I like doing with that game. So that was kind that was kind of neat. I didn't stop at any of the stations. I'm like, sorry, private train. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Catch you next time. All right. Um. Best sports game, and here's the one I think Todd is going to talk about. Um, that was uh, NASCAR 2011, the game. It just eked out the win over Madden. And Todd, what do you what do you think about that? I know it surprised you. A it little did bit. because when I reviewed the original game, I I said it was a, a, an excellent freshman effort. It had a lot of bugs and a lot of glitches. I even posted mm-hmm. a video on our um, on our Gamer Geeks on Demand YouTube page showing some of the glitches that occurred, such as oh, really? clipping like, like your car getting clipped when you're on pit road. Cautions that take out the entire field, but the f- caution flag is not waved. Oh my gosh, yeah. really? <laughs> Basically, it'll be like extreme NASCAR, like there are no rules, no cautions. Ooh, I, I like that. And I talked to the um, guys at Utechnics and at Activision to see if there were going to be any uh, patches coming out that were going to resolve that. They worked on it. They they heard they heard the fans' requests. They they worked on getting the game fixed. They offered the entire 2011 season as it happened. They've they've already they're the twenty twelve is in the works right now. I'm I know very little of it right now, but um I want to see how the second game comes out because the first one was good for for a starting effort. I know they they're just getting their feet wet after all the years that EA had rights to NASCAR, and I'm so glad that they don't have them anymore because they took um, they also because of EA's exclusivity they a lot of good simulators such as the um, Sierra ones on PC were effectively gone as a result. Mm-hmm. So this is my I think this is my chance to see you Technics who does make a darn good racing game. 
They did mm-hmm. Test Drive Le Mans on the Dreamcast, which I really loved. Right. And I want to see how they do it this season. But the fact that the game actually beat out all the EA titles <laughs> for best sports game is, com- is commendable. Yeah, yeah, it beat out uh, Madden NFL 12, MLB 11, the show, uh, NCAA Football 12, and uh, and Connect Sports Season and, 2. And so. I'm going to mention something. The surprise, though, is for the nominees as well. Maybe it's because it arrived too late. I'm mm-hmm. surprised NBA 2K12 wasn't a nominee. It did come out pretty late in the yeah, year. Yeah, I don't know I that mean, enough we, people got a chance to play it before the nominations. We we hold our We hold our nomination process... As long as we possibly can. In fact, I think I, I think we even started like in January this year. We 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 did like the f- first week in January, but but I don't think enough people really got a chance to play oh. it. And and it also sounds like it also sounds like um, the NASCAR 2011 people. It sounds like they were working really hard to to make up for the errors and to be in contact with their fans and stuff. And you know what? That goes a long mm-hmm. way because there's not a lot of companies that do yeah, that. Yeah, it does. They just do a roster release and claim it as Madden 2013. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I mean, Madden, you know, the votes for Madden were in pretty well, but 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 it's like, you know, Madden 13 is just like Madden 12. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's you know, it, they they only update the game so many, so often, so many years. Yeah, you know? they always claim it the other... this new gimmick, uh, but it's still the same old thing. Yeah, well, exactly. and frankly, you know, NASCAR is really rising in popularity. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not uh, it's not what it was even ten years ago. I mean, it's really boomed, and I think that, of course, translates into the game market as well. If you look at the history of the people that have won uh, the best sports game, a lot of times it's not the top. I mean, Madden has won several years, but a lot of times other games that are sort of uh, other sports that are sort of on the peripheral of sports have won. Uh, MMA has won before, you know, and that that and that won when it was getting popular, you know. So, so Did I think Fifa that um, one year too. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we got enough European readers <laughs> to vote for FIFA ever. It's possible. I, thought, I don't I remember. FIFA won. Maybe I made that no. up. <laughs> All right. Well, um, anyway, so the sports game is always an interesting category, and certainly this year. Uh, moving on to from from. Of course, you know what that says. Euro readers, tell your friends. Sign up for the news. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We need more Euro readers to make the soccer games uh, popular. That's right. Um, we got a couple soccer reviews coming down the pike. Uh, that'll that'll be neat. Um, uh, Neil was looking at one on the 3DS, where you know playing soccer in 3D, and he really he really got a kick out really? of it. No pun intended. Jeez. <laughs> All right, best from from soccer, from sports to war. The best strategy game was Hegemony Gold, uh, Wars of Ancient Greece. Uh, I love the game, except for uh, when I had to do the review. It's so hard to spell Hegemony. (laughs) (laughs) Is it Hegemony or is it Hegemony? I thought it was Hegemony. It might be. Hegemony, that's why. That's probably why I was spelling it. It was spelling it wrong, because I was saying it wrong. Anyway, despite my inept spelling abilities, which is bad for an editor to have, um, the game is awesome. I mean, they, 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 okay, you know, I see a lot of real-time strategy games, and they're all, you know, I mean, everything's basically a Command and Conquer clone these days. And these guys actually came out and did something that's different, that's really cool. I mean, when you're at the top, that's the, the zoom, most zoomed out map, and you're at the top down. It's like a, um, it's like a board game almost. You see the the different pegs, and and you're like looking at a board game, like you're playing Risk or something. And then you you seamlessly drill down into the into the lower levels, and then it's like a real time strategy game where you can control individual units on a battlefield. Oh, that's cool. And, and 
Yeah, it's it's really amazing how they have the two levels existing at the same time. And then they added things like supply, which is pretty cool, which I haven't seen in a lot of games. And you can, like, when it's harvest time, it's almost spring, go in and take over your enemy's farms, and then you guys will be all fat and happy, and their their people will be starving and make them a lot easier to conquer. So it's it they really did a lot to it. And, and that's another example where they're not a big company. They're a, a fairly small company, and they're doing some big company things. With with a fairly small staff. Well, you know, I have to say, I met those guys um, at New York Comic Con, and I was so happy to see them get that win because they're really nice guys. Oh, okay. And they're well, willing to wear to a toga in their booth, and I think that's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Uh, so there were togas at the booth. Uh, yeah, that's why actually, you if you go to our New York Comic Con coverage and you look at the video, there's one of them in the booth <laughs> in a <the> toga. <laughs> So Marie went and talked to them because they were hot guys in Is that wrong? All right, got it. You're saying that like no, a I, No, it's not wrong at all. It, uh, it was a nice change from the booth babes, I'll tell you that. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, best environment went to Skyrim. Again, we'll get to it. Hang on to your butts. We'll get to Skyrim. Uh, best expansion packer DLC went to the Lord of the Rings Online, The Rise of Isengard. Um, uh, Lord of the Rings is uh, a game that is really good and... Uh, one of the things that they do well is they release expansion packs that do more than just lays, raise the level cap. I mean, I think WoW has gotten a little lazy in. Okay, here's the new thing. They, their, their most recent one was pretty cool, but a lot of times they come out and it's like, you know, a couple new monsters and raise the level cap. But I think the turbine people really work hard to, like, for example, the last major expansion pack they did, they said, oh, by the way, here's all of the Mines of Moria. And by the way, it's one seamless level with no loading. And, and wow. you know, it's mm-hmm. – I know, it was pretty huge. Rise of Isengard is on that scale, but, but you're outside and there are different zones and stuff. But, but still, really good content. And, you know, we're getting closer to that final battle where um, we actually get to uh, throw the ring into the volcano. So it would be cool to see that. Uh, best original score was Skyrim mm-hmm. again. Uh, we'll, we'll talk again. We'll get to them. Uh, but uh, I do want to mention that that is a new category for us, original score. And I think that what they did with the Barbarian Choir, yes. um, that was freaking epic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that totally sealed the deal for them. I mean, that was that was pretty amazing. So Bethesda is just so innovative. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there's all those who complain, oh, it's got too many bugs. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, they only right. PS3 owners who are complaining about the six gigabyte, um, or I'm sorry, the six megabyte glitch. I think that was even fixed, though. Yeah, that that's has been, been fixed. And and frankly, I didn't even care. I hit yeah. that cap and I just moved on and made a new character and did a completely different game. <laughs> it was because I knew they'd get it fixed eventually. But we will say you're probably not the typical player, Marie. <laughs> probably Is that wrong? not. Uh, no, again, no. <laughs> Uh, best Apple iOS game. Um, that was that one. I didn't know who was going to come out on top. There were a lot of good ones. Marie, you reviewed most of them. Uh, what do you think about When Pigs Fly getting the win? You know, I love it because that actually, I, okay, I do. I review a lot of apps, and there are very few of them that I actually leave on my iPad for me to play. You know, at my leisure, if I'm sitting at the doctor's office or whatever. And uh, When Pigs Fly is one of the ones I kept. Oh, I love that little That's pig awesome. eating those little gumdrops and and flying. It's just it's awesome. It's adorable. It's it's challenging. It's it's a great game. Well, you know, and it was up against the Dark Meadow, which I thought was a really awesome game because it was scary. I and, agree. You know, that was an awesome game, but but a serious well, and it was game. Awesome. 
Yeah, no, I'm, I was just giving you its competition. It was also up against Shadow Gun, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was which really pushed the graphics on the iPad. Oh yeah, and that's one I need to check out for the Tegra Three. Oh yes. yeah, exactly, because it's out now on the for the for the Android platform. It, yeah, it's and, out for and, Android. And there's also, as I said, a Tegra enhanced version, which I'm curious right? to try out. It's oh, a great game. Be, it's a lot of fun. And and then it was up against Avadon the Black Fortress, which is a deep role playing game. And then it was up against another cute game, Pep the Dragon, which was also pretty cool. Yeah, Pep the Dragon um was adorable. You know, my thing about the iPad games is I have a tendency to prefer to play like just for my own you know, the things I keep, I prefer to play the quick games. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to the long deep involved games. Just because the iPad itself is not terribly ergonomic to play on. And um, because I spend my entire life on a keyboard, my wrists don't like that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's just my personal preference. But I was I was delighted to see when Pigs Fly win because I just think it's cute as a button. Oh, cool. Well, and it, and it got a button, the winning button. That's right. <laughs> so good, good for them. Uh, best DS 3DS game. Uh, no surprise that uh, Plants vs. Zombies, pretty much any platform that they move to, they're going to win in a war <laughs> with that yeah. game. I mean, they're running out of platforms. I guess they can go to the Vita next. In fact, I think it is on the Vita. <laughs> is it? Okay. It is. <laughs> well, it'll be up for Vita of the Year next year, yeah. I'm sure. Um, but um, the neat thing, what I like to see, um, and I haven't got a chance to play it, but just reading the review, uh, what the reviewer said was they didn't just port the game. It's not just the PC game on a little screen. They did a lot of like things. with. They added some modes like nut bowling. Um, they added where you can create your own little zombie and stuff like that. And they did some stuff that was exclusive, at least at the time, and new that only was available on the DS. So they did they did push it. I mean, they, they gave them the awesome game, but they also said, and here's a couple couple little things, you know, that that is exclusive to you guys since you're playing it on the DS. And I thought that was pretty well, cool. Well, I know so. players like Kelly who have like five different versions of the game mm-hmm. in all possible forms really appreciate Todd's, that. I think. <laughs> is Todd like that yeah. too? Todd, do you have it in like 15 different versions? I, I thought you I did. did. Xbox, um, iPod, <laughs> Android phone, Android tablet. I haven't got it on the Vita yet. Not not yeah. it starts 14.99 on there. Oh yeah, it'll go it'll go down eventually. <laughs> so. Uh best PC game was the Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Uh we're almost to where we can talk about that. Uh best PlayStation game was Batman Arkham City, uh which I was really glad to see that uh Batman Arkham City won in a category. Um it it took Skyrim basically being sucky on the PS3 to do it, but still <laughs> Batman did well. And you reviewed Batman, you liked it, Todd. Yeah, right? I did. I mean, I didn't care for it as much as Arkham Arkham Asylum, mm-hmm. but I did enjoy the uh, overall environment. Of course, I'll need to say again about the uh, voice quality, even the poor performance of um, Harley in this one. Final mm-hmm. Swanson on Mark Hamill as the Joker. Great storyline, innovative boss battles. People seem to like Harley, though, because I've seen a lot of press releases that uh, the girl that did her voiceover uh, um, is, like, going on to star in other games Well, Tara Strong's been involved in the voice industry for a long time. It's just not one of her better performances, in my opinion. I see. Okay. 
Uh, and then the uh, best PSP game. This is probably the last year for this category because that will probably be replaced by the best Vita mm-hmm. game next year. And the best PSP game was Tactics Ogre Let Us Cling Together, and that was a Square title. And the interesting thing about that is that Square Enix actually had, I think, three of the of the nominated games. I think I think Lord of Arcana is there, and I think the third birthday is theirs too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's, so the only out the only outside competition they had was Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, Tag Force 5, which I heard was actually a decent game. Um, but you're real, bad, so the, you're real bad pronouncing stuff. Yeah, that's Yu-Gi-Oh! I Yu-Gi-Oh! Know, FIFA. <laughs> what was the other one you guys you didn't get? Oh, Hegemony? Hey, I, I, I did, I, I'll claim Hegemony, but I didn't try to pronounce FIFA. <laughs> I think that I mispronounced that. It is FIFA, not FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> I always think... Um, well, never mind. Fee Fifa Faux Foam, I don't know, <laughs> something. Um, okay, so anyway, the last uh, win on the PSP category goes to Square Enix. Congratulations to them. Uh, we'll see what they do on the Vita. Uh, and then uh, the best Wii game, kind of no contest there. That was uh, The Legend of Zelda Skyward mm-hmm. Sword. Um, pretty much, I would say, universally thought as as one of the best Wii games to come out this year. Probably... I mean, I've heard some people say best Wii game ever. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Todd, you do, do you do any Wii stuff anymore? Uh, not as much. I mean, I. I know the guys that liked Legend of Zelda, like uh, um, uh, our, one of our European guys who who uh, actually ended up um, ended up reviewing the game. Uh, he, uh, Dave Tucker, he was like, he was like, no, this this is not only best Wii game. This is game of the year. This is better than Skyrim. So yeah, that's what I know he said. Some people have said that. So, but, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah I that's really, just not true. <laughs> I haven't really been in a Zelda game. As a matter of fact, I wasn't even I, – I liked Twilight Princess more than I liked that. But I'm not a hardcore sleep, Zelda person, so right. – but I thought Twilight Princess was the better of the two titles, personally. Well, I, I've heard that too. So it's, it's, it's definitely a polarizing game, but anyway, Skyward Sword – uh, crushed everything else in that category. So, you know, of the of the nominations, it was the the best one. Uh best Xbox 360 game was Skyrim. And now we can almost talk about it. Uh for the game of the year, um there were enough votes uh in the runner-up, uh which means they had to get at least 25% of the vote. Um and so there was enough to give Deus Ex Human Revolution the runner-up. Uh, Todd, I think think that's a good good move. Uh, I'd still lean towards Arkham City myself. Wow. Okay. Remember, you remember my long sword history with Deus Ex: Human Revolution. I know you hated it at first, but then I thought you came to love it. I did. It. I, I did a 180, and I really got into the storyline and enjoyed it a lot. But I just enjoyed Arkham City more. I got you. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, I liked Deus Ex. I, I wasn't real thrilled with the DLC. I thought the DLC was kind of lame. Um, but the, uh, but the story itself, I'm just telling you, I could, I could, I would, if I could move into a video game, I would move into Deus Ex Human Revolution and I would live in that Chinese city with mm-hmm. the, with the multiple levels and the Blade Runner thing. And that let me guess, awesome. you would take care of orphans. No, no, I wouldn't. I would move <laughs> I just into thought maybe the, it would be like Yakuza for you. I don't uh, no, I would move into the hotel where the prostitutes live, and I would be their pimp. I would be their pimp. Different game altogether. Does your wife listen the to this orf- podcast? <laughs> no, never. <laughs> That's why I'm completely safe. <laughs> um, okay, overall game of the year was Skyrim. Now, uh, interesting thing about Skyrim, and then I'll let you two take it away. So Skyrim won for overall game of the year. It won for Xbox 360 game of the year. 
It won for PC Game of the Year, it won for um, Best Original Score, and it won for Best Environment. Um, that makes it the... Oh, and it also won for Best RPG. That, that actually, makes it the best, um, most winningest game in, in history, in the history of the, um, of, the, of the Game of the Year contest. It uh, got one more win than its predecessor, Oblivion, and it got two more wins than the, the next most uh, winningest game, which is uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. So, Todd, what do you think? Is that is that deserved? I mean, is is this all hype, or do they deserve to have be the most winningest game of it's all time? It's beyond deserved. I mean, <laughs> I mean, considering how much it ever got put in the Skyrim, all I mean, we talk about Portal Two having all these um, weird references. I mean, Skyrim is just as uh, notorious for them. I mean, yeah. all the references of uh, taking an arrow to the knee <laughs> and the all the awesome. Um, the awesome opening theme done with that with that choir, yeah. And of course, uh, yeah. the Fusro Da meme, which you can never get away from. <laughs> yeah, I love how everybody's like, "Oh, I used to be a game journalist, but then I took an arrow to the knee." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I'm the- sure Wes Johnson's tired of me saying it on his Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I bet that was one of those things where Bethesda didn't even know that that was going to be a thing. It was probably just they they threw it into something well, clever. Well, that's for the not guy the first say. time they've had something like this. I mean, um, when Oblivion came out, look at all the uh, references they made to the Imperial Guard voice saying, saying about you betrayed the law, or I'm sorry, you violated the law. <laughs> right. You're still good enough forfeit. I mean, somebody actually made made a song to that. And, <laughs> And Wes Johnson's been promoting it all in every event he attends. When I was at Magfest, <laughs> so he actually showed a music video of it. Yeah, I love how I love how um, objects are tagged as stolen, regardless of how long you've carried them yeah. or whatever. So basically, your entire inventory is forfeit. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean the other thing about Skyrim, I consider I consider it as an RPG for those who hate RPGs, just like Fallout mm. Three and Oblivion. I mean, and it fits me perfectly because you know I can't stand original RPGs. Right? No, I know. But I Skyrim, know. I'll just, I'll spend who knows how long. I know I'm nowhere near the level of everybody else. I mean, I think about 40 hours, and oh, I know we're up to 200, 300 hours. What did you, what did you play the game once over the weekend or something? I'm 40 I hours. Time on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 40 hours. I can do that in a few days. <laughs> I guess I looked at my save file the other day and it was at like 250 and I'm like, man, that's a long time. I don't like to talk um, about my save file. Yeah, I admit yours is a lot higher. Well, Marie, what a, I mean, obviously you like the game. Um, do you think it's interesting that the game is not oh, because a lot of this, like Todd, kind of touched on this about it being an RPG for people who don't like RPGs, but it also seems to be an RPG that's bridging cultural gaps because there's all this. Is it an American RPG or a Japanese RPG and how they're different and everything? But Skyrim is actually really huge in Japan, too. Well, I think part of that is because it's just so open. You know, I have a friend who um, – actually, she's the uh, person who did the uh, Mass Effect art book review that we just had up. Um, Kristen is not um, a huge gamer. She's you know, cert- There are certain games she plays, and um, – when I introduced her to Skyrim, she was like, "Wow!" Because she she find a, she kind of found Oblivion a little too complicated. She didn't want to spend the time to figure that all out. But Skyrim is so intuitive and it's so open, and you can choose how to play it really however you want. 
Um, and Oblivion was like that too, but Skyrim just kind of takes it to the next level. And I, it doesn't surprise me that it crosses cultural bounds because you can really, you can play it any way you want. And that's, I think, what, what makes it so unique. And I think that's why our readers, as well as, you know, everybody else voted it game of the year because it's just, it's amazing. Yeah, and it's it is interesting the different ways that people can play. Uh, I I'm just going back to Oblivion. Todd, you remember we were sitting at that cafe at E3, and that girl was like, "Oh, you're a game journalist. Can I sit at your table?" And she was telling us how she played Oblivion, and all she did was like walk around and collect flowers and do alchemy yeah. the whole time. That's the way my my friend Michelle does it that way. Oh, and really? she introduced me to the Elder Scrolls game, and she was like, with, when Morrowind came out, um, I was with her. And she was like, oh, I gotta go to a game store, I gotta go to a game store. And I was like, why? She's like, I gotta get this game, I gotta get this game. So she, she buys Morrowind, this was years ago. And, um, I'm like, oh, are these any good? And she's like, oh yeah, I love them, I love them. And then, you know, they suck away my life, thousands of hours spent in Elder Scrolls games, and, and then I come to find out all she does is wander around and pick flowers and do alchemy. And all the games, she always buys the new one, and that's still all she does. Well, she'll be happy in this one that you can get alchemy stations right in your house. Right, yeah, <laughs> no, she's like, oh, this is great. I'm like, really? Have you killed so anything? She, Have you looked at the so she, <laughs> so she literally never leaves her real house, and she never leaves her um, Skyrim house either. Yeah, it's just it's like amazing. Well, no, she goes out into the field, you know, she she finds a cave or whatever. But if there's like some like big fight and she can tell that it's going to happen, she usually just runs away. <laughs> I would think she could just pour some of her deadly poison out and have the little <laughs> know, spider lick like, it. Really? That's like something. But that's what's so yeah. great about it is you can play it any way you want. Yeah, it is pretty neat. It's it's kind of like there's like I mean it has you know millions of players and uh, there's probably not millions of different ways to play it, but there's probably at least thousands of different ways to play it. You know, and everybody sort of has their own. When you say, "Hey, did you play Skyrim?" And they're like, oh, yeah, Skyrim was really great, and their eyes light up and they start smiling. But everyone you talk to is kind of thinking a different thing when they say that, right. you know? Right. So, you know, like me, I I like the stealthy assassin stuff, and you guys haven't even done the assassin missions nope. yet. Oh, I have. <laughs> I oh, haven't. did you? Okay. So you did go back. What, weren't the assassin missions freaking epic? They were great. <laughs> yeah. I'm not quite were, done were... with the assassin part, but I'm almost there. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it, it ends in an epic showdown. Let me tell you that. It's awesome. You'll love it. Okay. Um, so that is the games of the year, folks. Um, you guys voted for them. Um, and so we don't need you to vote again until next year, but start thinking early. I've already seen a couple reviews that people are like, this is going to be it. Um, I don't think Bethesda is going to come out with one this year because I think that the next, the next one, which is actually by NXL is, uh, going to be Fallout 4 is probably the next thing we're going to see from them. Um and uh, but I don't think that'll be this year. So I guess anybody can win. Todd, you, you you have you looked at any of the stuff that's coming out this year? You think that uh, think that anything we should be have on the radar for potential game of the year stuff? Well, I'm kind of doing wishful thinking, but um, at least for strategy <laughs> game, I hope the new XCOM will um be up there. Oh yeah, I saw the trailer that was posted today. That was that was really neat looking. Yeah. I, I I got kind of jazzed. Oh, well, I heard Sid Meier is indirectly involved with this game. Oh, so much I the want better, it right? Now, yes. <laughs> That's really cool. Although I don't know, it depends on how much because Sid is a little weird sometimes. I mean, he doesn't like a lot of violence. So oh, that's if, true. if I have to run up to an alien and give him a flower or something, okay, I'm yeah, be that very might be unhappy. jumping the shark material right there. 
<laughs> we'll see. You can make peace with them. Well, if he did, you know the fan outcry would be worse than the um, X-Common name only title. Yeah, I know, uh, but I don't want to bust on Sid. But anyway, um, so those are the Game of the Year. Uh, thanks to everyone who voted. Um, you can find them, again, at GameIndustry.com, and then just click on the winners and see them. Uh, from the winner page, you can click and see the nominations. And, Marie, we're at a bunch of other places. Uh, like where? We're on Facebook at uh, Game Industry. We're on uh, Twitter at Gen Lounge. We're on Pinterest at uh, Gen Lounge. Uh, am I missing anything? <laughs> I don't think so. YouTube I don't page. think so. We're trying. We're, oh, the YouTube page. Oh yeah, the YouTube page. We're at uh, Game Industry News on YouTube. So got a lot and, going on uh, there. And we may have a Google Plus page soon too. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, take care, everybody, and I will see you all next week right here in the lounge. Thanks, guys. I'll let you get back to uh, to playing all these awesome games of the year and stop talking. To me. <laughs> <laughs> take care. See you all next week. Thank you.